0: It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit Ellerslie.com. Hi, I'm Leslie Lutie. Welcome to Daily Thunder. And this week we're doing something a little different. We just finished our summer series on Alfred the Great and Nathan Johnson's summer series. And we are going to be hearing next week from different members of our Ellerslie staff during the Daily Thunder episodes. And this week we're doing a little mini series, and this one is called Impacting Others for Eternity. So I'm going to be sharing with you over the next five days things that you can do to start making an impact in other people's lives, sharing truth in a lasting and an eternal way. Maybe it's something you're already doing. Maybe it's something you feel completely uncomfortable with. But I'm hoping that as we explore scripture and as I give you these practical suggestions, you'll catch a vision for what God can do, how he can expand this area of your life and ministry. It's very easy for us to get distracted, I think, as modern Christians with the specific direction of our life. We, we really want to know where God is leading us and where he wants us to go, what he wants us to do, especially in those earlier younger, young adult years, we're really trying to search out what is our unique calling, what is our unique destiny. So many of us take personality tests and we go to career counselors and we do all this research to try to figure out where we fit, where we're supposed to be. There's one calling that God has given every single one of us, and I think a lot of us overlook it. We get so caught up in trying to find those specific directions for our life that we overlook something very, very clear in Scripture. It's a calling that He has placed right in front of us that we can step into no matter where we are at, no matter what our situation or life circumstances are, and that is to win souls and to lead others closer to Him. Let's look at a few key Scriptures that are really, really powerful and really clear, and yet I think a lot of us tune them out because we're just so busy with our own lives. In John 15, 16, Jesus says that I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. He's talking about eternal fruit because it says that your fruit should remain. So the fruit of your life, the fruit of the conversations and the example and the prayer that you are pouring into the relationships around you is meant to last for eternity. And this is actually something that Jesus appointed us to do, every single one of us as Christians. And then in John 4 5, behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white with harvest. There is just an amazing harvest of souls waiting for us to bring them into the kingdom of God. This is opportunity sitting right in front of us that we often overlook. In Mark 16, 15, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In Matthew 28, 19, he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And then in John 14, 12, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. What a powerful calling. And how seriously are we taking this calling as modern-day believers? This is a calling that goes so far beyond sitting in church once a week or going to Bible studies every now and then because we are being called and commissioned and appointed by Jesus Christ in these verses to change the world for eternity we have been commissioned to go into all the world, to preach his gospel, to shine his light in the midst of the darkness of this generation, and to make a difference in others' lives that will last for eternity. Are we taking this calling seriously, or do we believe it's only for a few heroic Christians? in every generation. I know for me as a busy homeschool mom of six, that justification can always be there. I've got enough on my plate. I don't need the extra pressure, the extra burden of feeling like I need to go change the world for Jesus Christ. And yet sometimes those we are meant to influence for eternity are right in our own homes. They're right next door. They're right out our front door. So we're going to be talking about that over the next few series, the next few episodes. There are stories throughout Christian history of men and women who changed the world for Jesus Christ in a very significant way, but it didn't start out with them desiring to do something big for God or making these big plans, I'm going to go and transform the whole country of China or start all these huge orphanages everywhere. They simply took one step of obedience at a time. They were ordinary, simple, everyday people who made themselves fully available to God. And he can change the world through you and through me when we do the same. This is a very sobering statistic, but approximately 150,000 people die every day without knowing Christ. And the question is, what are we willing to do to see those people rescued? 150,000 people every single day. So you think about the amount of people going into eternity just today without knowing Jesus Christ. It can really be a startling and sobering reality for us to grapple with. William Booth, who was the co-founder of the Salvation Army, one of the greatest evangelistic Christian works in all of history, he went to visit King Edward VII, and when he entered the palace and he signed the guest book, this is what he wrote, Your Majesty, some men's ambition is art, some men's ambition is fame, some men's ambition is gold, my ambition is the souls of men. Wow, when I read that, I was so convicted. What is my life's ambition? What is your life's ambition? It's a question we really need to take before God and grapple with. And it would really behoove us to stop worrying so much about how are we unique and what is our personality and what do we especially like to do and start focusing more on the things of eternity and ask, Lord, do the ambitions of my life line up with your priorities? Are they aimed towards eternity or just towards what's here on this earth right in front of me? I encourage you to take some time to evaluate your life. How are you spending your time? What is your primary focus? Are you a soul winner? Are you praying for those around you? Are you seeking to reach them with the hope and the love and the light of Christ? If not, I encourage you to ask God to give you his heart to turn you outward and to become the sole winner that you are called to be. You don't have to worry about having your specific calling figured out because as you take one step of obedience at a time, God will make your path clear, your specific path clear. Start taking those steps, those steps of obedience that he puts in front of you to win souls, to speak truth into people's lives, to point people to Jesus Christ and leave the rest up to him. I love what Catherine Booth says about this. She was also the co-founder of the Salvation Army. And this is such a powerful statement for those of us who feel like we already have a very full plate, and it feels overwhelming to think, oh, I need to now go to downtown and start handing out tracts in order to fulfill the Great Commission. That's just one more thing on my list. That's overwhelming. Well, listen to what she says. There is one soul that you have more influence with than any other person on earth, some soul or maybe souls, plural. Are you doing all that you can for their salvation? Your friends, relatives, acquaintances are to be rescued from the depths of sin, degradation, and woe. Let them see the tears in your eyes, or if you cannot weep, let them hear the tears in your voice. And let them realize that you feel their danger and are in distress for them. God will give his Holy Spirit, and they will be saved. I love that because it shows us that we need to start with the souls that God has already placed in our life, those that we have more influence with than maybe anybody else. So if you're a parent, it might be your children. If you're a sibling, it might be your brother or your sister. If you're a, it might be your parents. It might be your relatives. It could be someone that you see on a daily basis that you have influence with. Are you doing everything you can for their salvation? Sometimes these people are just people who are passing right outside your front door. One of the most powerful witnessing stories I have ever heard is a true story about a man named Frank Jenner who lived in Australia, in Sydney, Australia, during the time of the Second World War and after, And he was greatly burdened. He worked near George Street in Sydney, Australia, and he saw so many people coming and going on George Street. And it started during the war where military personnel would come into the Sydney Harbor, and they would maybe have a day or two of leave, so they would be walking around Sydney, and they'd walk around George Street. And he recognized that a lot of these men and women were soon going to be heading into life-or-death battlefront situations, and he had such a burden to reach them with the gospel before it was too late. He knew that some of them wouldn't make it back from the war. And so he made a commitment to God that day when he felt that intense burden. Lord, it is my purpose and my desire and my goal to speak to 10 people per day about you, to share the gospel with at least 10 people per day. So he started doing that during the war, especially with military, with soldiers, with people who were in Sydney on leave. And then he began to expand that into anyone that he encountered. He would get off of work about 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and he would go to George Street and stand there with these gospel cards in his hand, and he would single out people and just ask them a simple question. If you died tonight or if you died within the next 24 hours, where would you go? Where, where in eternity would you be, heaven or hell? Would you please think about that and then hand them a card? And he did this for 28 years. So for 28 years, he didn't go across the world to become a missionary. He didn't go to seminary. He didn't become a pastor. But over 28 years of simply speaking to the people who passed by him on the street, he personally witnessed to over 100,000 people in his lifetime. There was a traveling pastor named Francis Dixon who heard all these testimonies everywhere he went around the world in all sorts of different countries of men and women who gave their lives to Christ because they encountered this little man on George Street in Sydney, Australia who asked them that that question and handed them a gospel tract. That is a very fruitful life. And yet here was an ordinary man who had an ordinary job and he didn't think of winning people to Christ as some special calling for only those few missionaries who were called to go over overseas, he recognized that this was a commission God had given to him, and he looked at what he could do right where he was at. Such a powerful story. And again, sometimes the souls we have influence with are right inside our own homes. There was a mother in the, several generations ago in England, and she was burdened for her son. He was about 16 years old, and they, he had grown up in a Christian home, but he had kind of drifted away from God. And he was just caught up in things that were bad influences and were trivial and were just of the flesh and of the world. And she was really concerned that he was never going to come back to God. So she went away for a few days to visit visit some relatives. And she decided that because she had direct influence over the soul and the salvation of her son, she was going to wrestle in prayer for his salvation. And she would not leave the room that she was in in wrestling prayer until she knew that he had given his life to Christ. So she spent two days crying out to God on behalf of her son. And and wherever her son was in a different part of the country... He was wandering around the house right at the time that she was praying for him and stumbled into his father's study and pulled a track off the shelf that he had sitting there because he was bored. He didn't have anything else to do, and he started reading it, and it completely changed his life. He fell to his knees. He gave his life to Jesus Christ, and when this mother came home a couple of days later, he met her at the door and said, I have something to tell you, and she said, I I already know what it is. You've given your life to Jesus Christ. I've been praying for you for two days, and God gave me the peace in my heart that he had answered my prayer. That young man's name was Hudson Taylor, and his mother's name was Amelia Taylor. Hudson Taylor went on to become what is called what, what has been called the father of modern missions. He went to China. He developed the China Inland Mission. Hundreds of missionaries came to China as a result of his work that he started there, and thousands of Chinese people came into the kingdom of God. And it all started with his mother saying, I have influence with my son, and I'm going to do everything that I can for his salvation. That is what it means to fulfill the Great Commission. Sometimes God does call us overseas, like Hudson Taylor was called to start a very world-changing, profound work overseas in China. But a lot of us are called to look around at the people God has placed in our life or right in front of us and go after those souls starting today. It might be as simple as praying for them consistently, It might be as simple as just looking for those questions that you can ask them, just like Frank Jenner would ask that one simple question to people on the street. But if you are searching for a greater purpose to your life, look no further than reaching souls with the life-changing truth of Jesus Christ. Now, it's really easy to feel inadequate to really be able to make a difference in someone's life, but as we evaluate how to really reach souls, we need to understand what's really going to change their lives. It's not us or anything we can offer or our eloquence or our personality. It's the power of Jesus Christ, the undiluted truth of Jesus Christ that truly sets free I remember the first time I was invited to share my testimony publicly, I thought I was going to have 30 minutes, but the last second they gave me only four minutes. And I thought, how am I ever going to say anything compelling in four minutes? I had thought I needed to tell some jokes and loosen up the audience and be funny and be witty and win them over, and now I only had four minutes. It forced me to get up there and not use my own personality, but just simply to speak truth in its pure, unadulterated form, unwatered-down form, and the people who were listening were were so impacted, and it really showed me that it's nothing that I can bring, nothing I can do, nothing I can give, that is going to awaken their souls to truth. It's only the truth of Jesus Christ that sets free, and that can really take the pressure off of feeling that it's all up to us to say the right things and do the right things to win souls for the kingdom of God. I love the story of R.A. Torrey. He was an evangelist in the early 1900s. He went to England, and he felt led to evangelize and bring revival to that city, And he had booked the most popular and largest venue in the city at that time, which was the Royal Albert Hall. He could hold a few thousand people, but he booked it for two months and people could not understand how he expected to fill the Royal Albert Hall for two months with just a guy getting up there and sharing the gospel message. They thought, well, you're going to need to at least get an opera singer or a circus performer or a juggler. Those were the pop culture things at the time that could draw a crowd. They said, you really just need to do some of this because it's not going to be effective to just stand up there and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. But he chose to do that, and he said, we're going to pray. And the scripture that he stood upon was what Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. And he said, if we lift high the name of Jesus, the truth of Jesus Christ will draw people. That's exactly what happened. People listened to someone just speaking basically in a monotone, but speaking that that pure truth of Jesus Christ, and their hearts were stirred, and they were glued to the message, and that Royal Albert Hall was packed night after Night, people standing outside in the rain waiting to get into the second service. He booked it for two solid months. It was an amazing outpouring of revival, of people awakening to truth because he simply lifted high the name of Jesus. Our role when we're reaching souls is to get out of the way so that the truth of Jesus Christ can clearly be seen. We don't need to worry about bringing our own perfection or or polish or personality to it. We need to just be making ourselves fully available to God and let His truth set free. It can also feel a little overwhelming when we look around at the darkness of this culture and see what feels like an impossible task. How are we supposed to reach today's men and women who are so steeped in lies with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the culture is just relentlessly pursuing them? I remember reading the story of Don Richardson, who wrote the book Peace Child, when he first went into... Papua, this interior tribe where no person, no government influence had ever been, no gospel influence had ever been, he felt like God had assigned him to the most difficult people group in the history of the world because they valued treachery above all else. They had no grid for morality. They didn't understand right from wrong. And they looked at Judas as the hero of the gospel rather than Jesus because treachery was the highest form of virtue in their culture. And he said, this is truly impossible and he would cry out to God and say, I don't think these people can actually be reached. And some of us may be feeling that as we look around at the darkness in our culture today, I don't think these people can actually be reached. But in that situation with Don Richardson, God had... An amazing plan. He had planted within the hearts of these people this understanding of a concept called the peace child. And when they would exchange a peace child among tribes, it would bring peace. And so Don Richardson was able to bring that analogy of the gospel of Jesus being the true peace child and awaken them to the gospel. God always has a solution. He always has a way. There is no task too impossible for him. Nothing is impossible for God. So keep that in mind. The greater the possibility, the greater opportunity for the power of God to be seen. When the Salvation Army would go into communities and begin to preach the gospel and revival would break out, they had a very specific strategy. They didn't go in and go after people who already kind of had an understanding of Christianity. They went to the down and outers of the community. They went to the alcoholics. They went to the prostitutes. They went to those that everybody said, oh, those people are never going to change. And when those people begin to awaken to the truth and radically give their lives to Jesus, everybody took notice. And that is often what led to revivals in the communities where the Salvation Army was going and holding these meetings. And William's William Booth's philosophy was this, go after souls and go after the worst. So he was all ready for the impossible challenge because he knew it wasn't up to him. It was up to the power of God. And he, his job was just get out of the way and let that power change these people's lives. So my challenge for you this week is to ask God to show you which souls are in your life right now that you have more influence with than maybe anybody else. Maybe it's someone that passes you on the street, a coworker. maybe you're in your own family. There's someone that God is asking you to go after their soul, whether it's through wrestling prayer or speaking words of truth to them. Begin to take those bold steps forward in reaching them, whether that means demonstrating the love of Christ, living out a faithful example to them, or looking for those opportunities to speak truth into their lives. When you make make yourself available to fulfill the Great Commission, to go and to bear that fruit, and you say, Lord, I'm fully available to you. Show me what you would have me do to go after souls today. He will be faithful to answer that prayer. God bless.